Welcome to Wild with JR, a podcast designed to help motivate others to grow by integrating practical skills, leadership principles, and teaching elements of the wilderness into our everyday lives. Now, for your host, Junior Humphrey. Hey everybody, welcome back to today's podcast. Just want to take a moment and let you know that we have a guest speaker today. So today is a really cool day. We also are trying out this new feature on our podcast platform that allows you to call in and do a podcast over, per se, the phone. And um, But this, this podcast here was previously recorded, so it's not live. But this was a way for us to test it out and try to work out all the kinks. And moving forward, hopefully we will have some live calls. Most will probably be, be pre-recorded. But I will warn you about the audio on this particular one. It's a little low on my part. Um, but moving forward, the audio will get better. But before we dive in, if we can take a quick moment just to give a shout out to our sponsor, then we'll get right to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again today on our podcast. Just wanted to say thank you for your support and your buy-in to our mission and our vision here. It means a lot to us. Uh, today, uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking uh, on the front end because we have a special guest, and I'm going to let him introduce himself here in just a moment. But I do want to say, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, YouTube, or any podcast platform other than this one, please just check us out, look us out. Everything is at Wild or at Wilderness ILD. That is our social media tag. And that will, if you type that in on any platform, if we're on there, it'll pop up. But with that said, um, we mentioned that we're going to start introducing some of our staff members. And this staff member here is very dear to me, a really close friend of mine. And, and you'll find out why here very soon. But without further ado, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Floor is yours. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, my name is Brandon Cowart. I'm one of the co-founders here at Wild, um, and in case some of y'all don't know, one reason I'm uh, near and dear to Junior's heart is because I've uh, known him my whole life, literally. Uh, he's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So uh, from, bag. Yeah. So from a very early age, uh, me and him have been running around getting in trouble. So, I mean, yeah. it's been uh, good times growing up, and uh, I appreciate him bringing me on to the podcast he's been doing a great job with them uh, i've been listening to him and uh i'm always i don't want to say anxious but always waiting for the next one to come up each week um you might have to start doing two a week so i can hear you more yeah no doubt well, <laughs> hey brandon um i'm excited that you're on here today um if you would just take a take a little bit a few moments or however long you need and just kind of tell us a little bit about you what makes brandon tick what makes you who you are? Um, maybe some checkpoints in life of where you are now and how you got there. Just whatever you feel like sharing. We just really want to get the listeners to get to know you uh, because the hopes are that you'll be on a, a whole lot more podcasts in the future. So if we can go mm -hmm. ahead and, and uh, just share with them who you are on the front end and moving forward, we won't have to do that every time. So floor is yours. Just Tell us about you. What, who's Brandon, and and what makes you tick? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, um, 
uh, where do I start? I mean, I guess, uh, start here. I was born at a really early age, um, ripe age of zero. And from there, it's just been, (laughs) (laughs) just been learning, um, moving through life like everybody else. Uh, kind of me, I've always been kind of that goofy kid. I like making everybody laugh as I'm, I'm sure you'll hear, um, kind of been dubbed the king of dad jokes and I'm not even a dad. Um, (laughs) so I guess I'm just preparing for the future, but, uh, first and foremost, I mean, Jesus Christ is my Lord and savior. I mean, everything I do, I try to to serve him and, and, uh, just live my life the best I can to scripture. And I mean, we all fail, we all fall short of the glory of God. And that's one reason why we just need Jesus in our life. Um, and if anybody follows me on Instagram, it's right there in your face as well. It's just the fact of I'm very passionate about Jesus in the wilderness. And um, I love serving people. I love helping people. And uh, I'm not going to say that I'm the smartest man in the world or anything like that. But I believe that any knowledge that I have isn't for me. It's to be passed on to other people. That's good. And uh, I, I think the best analogy of that is kind of like a pond. And if your brain's kind of like a pond, of just information, any pond that just sits still and stagnant, it's just nasty. It's no good. And nobody wants to hang out around it, but, um, you've always got to have a fresh flow of water that's coming in. But if you do that, it's going to flood everything. So you've got to have a healthy outlet as well. <clears throat> so there's constantly information that's flowing in and flowing out. And, um, it's never meant to be held on to. So really passionate about this, um, teaching anything that I do know. Um, I had a little kid one day say, I know at least one thing about everything. And I was like, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, so um, I'm married. I've got several little fur babies. Uh, no actual kids of my own yet. Um, I've been married to a beautiful woman with a great heart and love for Christ as well. Um, we've been married for uh, four years now going on five at the end of this year in October. Um, let's see here. I've been uh, kind of – Hey, Brent. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, just um, at, just for the listeners, as, as everybody knows, we're, we're very personal and very just raw and, and uncut here. Um, real quickly, how did you, how did you meet uh, your wife and, and how did you know that – you wanted to marry her. Just, just throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, everybody looks at dating in different ways. And, and the way that I've always looked at dating is um, the whole point of dating is to find out what characteristics you like and what you don't like um, in a future mm-hmm. spouse. And uh, for me, I found out really early those characteristics that I wanted. Um, so I became very picky in who I would date. Um, <laughs> And some people call it like building a list or whatever. I don't really like the way that that sounds because you kind of get closed-minded or waiting for the perfect person. And there's no such thing as the perfect person. Um, and if there was, they definitely want to go for someone like me. An, <laughs> imperfect, an imperfect person. So, um, so yeah, so I dated um, and figured out the characteristics that I wanted in my wife and really struggled. Um, we're from a very small town in Georgia. So there was a very small candidate pool there. So in order to branch out, I actually went online. And uh, me and my wife met online uh, through uh, Christian Mingle. If anybody's listening and want to throw out some sponsorships, christianmingle.com. Don't know what yeah. the jingle is. But 
Anyways, <laughs> hurts to try. <laughs> um, as far as sponsorships, not dating. But, um, yeah, so we actually met online, and um, I'm kind of surprised she didn't lose hope in me because we talked through the website for probably a month or two before I ever got like her Facebook page. And then like we talked on Facebook for probably another month before I even asked her about her phone number. Um, and then we started talking on the phone and all that kind of stuff. But it was a very slow process of me getting to know her and um, just seeing if she had all the characteristics that I was looking for. And then she even introduced some characteristics that I didn't know that I wanted in a life. Um, but I was grateful that she's had them. Um, and yeah, I guess saying goes, the rest is history from there. That's awesome. Well, you, you gave me a, um, I'm not going to take the floor right yet, but you gave me a little, a little topic. I'd love to revisit here in a little while. It's, uh, absolutely. Um, working for, working hard for what you want. So yeah, in mind and on the table, but yeah, man, keep rolling. Sorry. I interrupted you. No, not at all. I mean, and that same thought process of working hard for what you got, I mean, that applies to every area of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's nice. I mean, that can be counted as a little success principle. And cool thing about success principles is it applies to every area of success. So a successful marriage, you can take principles from that and apply it to a business or any other relationship or whatever the case you may be doing because success principles are universal. So that's pretty neat. But um, yeah, so married. Uh, currently, we live in South Carolina, um, just in the Greenville area. Um, I work full-time on the fire department. Um, been volunteering at the fire department since 2011. Um, definitely a huge, huge passion in my life. Um, just getting the ability to, to serve other people. Um, That's good. Yeah, and then part of that when I was serving, uh, volunteering, I uh, volunteered for seven years before I got on full-time, but while I was volunteering, it really introduced me into disaster relief. And I think that's one cool thing about um, Junior and I is kind of our how our passions have combined um, with wild. We haven't really gotten much into the development of wild and where it came from, so I'm not going to hit too much on that at this point in time. Uh, maybe another day we can join that. But um, just the disaster relief and being out in a, just in the raw weather, um, which is very fulfilling to me, being able to go out and help people in the worst moments of their life and be able to shine a little bit of light of hope. Um, it really drives me and, and my view of like public safety and pouring out to people. It's very satisfying to me. So I love the career field that I'm in. Um, before it, I was also uh, working full-time on the ambulance. Uh, so kind of both sides of it, I got the fire and rescue side, but then also got the medical and learning the human body and all that kind of stuff, which is, whew, I could talk about that for ages. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of that in the background, listeners. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's pretty much who I am. Uh, love anything that's outside. Love camping, hiking. Um, you've really been getting me into doing some more rock climbing and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a blast. I love repelling. I mean, anything outside I pretty much love, uh, that's probably from 
the way that we were raised. We created too much racket for them to keep us inside, so they already shoved us out the doors and said, go outside, have fun, do something, just get away. Yeah, and then served us lunch and, and I'll sometimes dinner outside too. Yeah, we'll be out playing and you just hear the little ding, ding, ding. Yep. That, that, well, dude, that, that's... No, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was just saying that bell at uh, Papa Rickson's house. They would yep. ring it, you can hear that thing for miles. Yeah, the whole neighborhood would perk up when they heard it. <laughs> but dude, that... Yeah, that's awesome. And guys, let me tell y'all, if if there are any of you out there listening that is looking for a an honorable, noble, dedicated friend, Brandon is that. Um, not only is are we family, but he is. Yeah, man. Yeah, he is a friend. He's been with me through thick and thin, and I'll share a little bit more later on about some of my stuff as we start introducing each person. You'll hear different parts of my life and my involvement with them, but. I, everybody has a past, and and Brandon was one of those people in my past that helped keep me grounded and stable, and um, I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for his buy-in here at Wild. But it, he was mentioning his heart for disaster relief. Brandon, would you mind just kind of diving into that a little bit and sharing with the listeners your heart because that is something that we are integrating in with Wild, and and something that we want to do and see evolve and and grow as a service or a a um, community outreach that that we do, and and not just local to one area, but wherever our staff members are living and located, we want to be able to reach out in those areas and say, hey, we have a team that's here to help with this. But Brandon really has that vision and has had that vision of the disaster relief side of it. So, man, I'd love for you to talk about that and your heart and and just kind of what 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 gears are turning in your mind and, and just kind of some vision and, and cast vision about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so let me just back up just a little bit and throw this little plug out. It's like some people may wonder like, well, why the fire department? What got you into the fire department? Um, and honestly, man, it was you. I don't know if you remember um, when we lived at the house in the Liberty Estates and you moved in with us and uh, you were on the the fire department and, you let me put on your turnout gear and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, I was 16 at the moment, and that started the countdown for me. I have a picture. Oh. Yeah, I have a picture where I was in uh, your turnout gear, standing in front of an American flag that was draped up over the garage door or whatever. And, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, so I had that as my profile picture on Facebook for a while, and it was always just a countdown. Two more years, I got 18 months, one year left, and – just really just my passion um, started from, from you. I've always looked up to you, um, and you really drove me that path into the fire department because up until then, my plan was going into the military. Fire department, I have less people shooting at me, so that's always great. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but, um, I admire you too, and I, I'm glad I could be a role model for you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. But, yeah, so – for the storm, though, there's there's two big instances that's really kind of solidified it for me. And one is uh, with one of your dogs. Uh, at that same house, you got a dog. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Baby. But uh, we were putting up a pen no, it was outside. It was was it Biscuit? Biscuit? Yep, that was Biscuit at that house. Yep. Yeah, so we were um, putting up a fence. And we were out there all day long sweating like dogs. And that storm come rolling in. And I don't know if you remember this or not, 
But we're sitting there, and I'm like, man, it's getting dark. You're like, ah, oh, we got to get this fence done. Okay. So we get going, and we're stretching fence and all that. And this storm got bad. I mean, it was like 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts. I mean, you could barely see 15 feet in front of you just standing still, and it's thunder and lightning all over the place. And we're just out there in it, like finishing yep. it up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we were like, go. <laughs> I mean, we had like five minutes left to finish up, and the storm came in. Um, but it was just so awesome because, like, growing up, my dad always had me watch storms, and it always terrified me. But for some reason, being in that area with you putting up that fence with that storm came in, it was just peaceful. Like, I knew of everything that potentially could happen if you're out in a thunderstorm with metal tools putting up an <laughs> aluminum fence. <laughs> Not the smartest idea, and we do not recommend it, but – there was just something about it. It was just like, hey, this is absolute chaos, but we still have got great progress moving on this fence. And it's like all the world can be falling around about you, but if you're focused on something, and for me it's Christ in my life and, and bad things, but it's like mm -hmm. if you're focused on something, you just have this peace. And I don't know what it is, but it, it just drives you to get complete. So that was one thing that really kind of some sense desensitized me to storms and made them kind of fascinating to me. So fast forward several years um, on the fire department, and uh, I think it was 2012, there's a bad storm system that came across America. It produced like over 200-something tornadoes. Yeah, and one, one came, came through Alabama and then hit us. Yep. So yep. that tornado, I was on the, the fire department when it came through and um, have a passion for weather, so I was watching it. Um, all day long, knew it was coming, and then was getting everything ready. And I think the storm came in at like 11 o'clock that night. Tornado came through our county, split us in half. And I have to make the times up because I don't remember, but it came through at like 11, at like 11.15 or 11.20. Me and my brother, Josh, we were out um, serving the community. We were mm -hmm. running fire calls, um, down power lines, down tree lines. Then we got call of um, a neighborhood that got hit. So we went over and started searching through rubble and all that kind of stuff and was able to um, participate and helping a gentleman out of his house. Um, and he survived and everything like that, went off to the hospital. But that really solidified for me what my passion was, like just being out there in that storm, able to help people um, who were literally hurt and injured and in the worst moment of their life, being able to step in and be like, I got you. Here's my hand. Let's get you some help. Let's move through. Um, but that's really what birthed this passion in my life of doing this disaster relief. And um, for, for me, um, I've always dreamed of it as kind of a ministry thing. So what that's kind of looked like in my vision was being like a um, storm chaser essentially, and instead of trying to get up and close and personal with the tornado or whatever, um, I wanted to hang back a little bit. So that way, when a town got hit, I instantly had a team that could come in, start opening up the roadway so emergency personnel could get through, um, have people that were trained that could partner with the local public safety and, hey, here's how we set up a command post. Here's how we schedule um, not schedule, but how we 
organize teams and go out and make sure that nobody gets missed and no area doesn't get searched. Um, so just having a team that could come in and help out with that, because when that tornado came through our hometown, it was absolute <laughs> chaos for, for about 45 minutes, just absolute chaos. Mm. And then we had one man that I really respect, um, Douglas Matthews. He was working yeah. full time on the fire department I volunteered on. He's going to be the first one that gets his hands into anything dirty. Like he just loves going out and playing. But he showed great leadership and said, Hey, dispatch, give me all the fire calls and EMS calls. I'll dispatch them. And he went and he sat down at their headquarters with a map of the entire county. And he started organizing and he was marking which rows were closed. He marked where um, calls were at. He marked where his personnel were at. So he had this overview of the entire county and what was going on in it. And just for him to be able to say, hey, I would love to be out there running chainsaws, pulling people out of houses. But what is needed is for someone to sit here and run command and have everything organized. After he did that, boom, 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 roads opening, calls got taken care of. Um, victims were um, extricated out of rubble and transported by EMS. Roads were clear so EMS on fire trucks can get through. I mean, it changed everything. So for me, it showed the need for that structure to be in place in every incident. Uh, so we'd like to have a team that could go in and do that if one wasn't set up. Or maybe it's delayed because one of the things was we slowly got more and more volunteers coming in, but they had to go check on their mom first. They had to go check on their brother first or whatever the case may be, which, hey, go check on your family first. Make sure that they are safe. After that, you can serve your community. I knew that my family was safe because we weren't in the path. So I was able to get out and go ahead and start helping out. But anytime your hometown gets hit, there's always that worried about your family. So if my team could come in and start setting up while everybody's checking on their family, that would get that process rolling quicker. But um, yeah. that, that's always been my vision. And then um, one thing that I've always heard on, on the ministry aspect is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm, that's good. But on top of that, the best way to meet someone's spiritual need is to meet their physical need first. It tears down so many walls when you meet somebody's physical need and they can see how much you actually care about them, it opens up an opportunity for you to share the love of Christ with them. And of course, take care of the physical needs, take care of the medical needs, all that kind of stuff. But instead of just coming in and snatching them out of houses, sending them to the hospital and being gone, we wanted to bridge a gap between when the incidents happen to when one of these large-scale corporations come in like Samaritan's Purse or FEMA or American Red Cross, because a lot of times those are 24 to 48 hours later. Mm -hmm. So that's a long time for a local community to be having to take care of themselves. It's injured waiting for help to arrive. So if we could come in and kind of bridge that gap, then that would be a huge, huge um, benefit to that community. And that's kind of where my passion has been. And, um, not saying that all of that is going to be incorporated in wild, but we're kind of pulling some of those aspects in and planning to see how it could be utilized as well. Yeah. 
Bro, and and I I support it, and and for everyone listening, um, for for first I just want to say, Brandon, thank you for coming on today. Um, but yeah, absolutely, thanks for having me, man. I just I needed to stop and tell you thank you. But for everybody listening, um, like I've told you in past couple podcasts, like we're a family here, so now decisions are made by the family. Um, the and you'll hear how there's tons of other visions that are building wild. The, the, the wild itself, kind of the, the thread line was the vision that uh, God put on my heart. And that's what I've been carrying out. And now as we introduce staff and you hear the other avenues of things coming in, the other specialties and trainings and all that stuff that everyone else has, you'll see how, when you go to our website and you see everything on there, then you'll know, hey, that's why that's there because I hear the heart behind it now. And I love, Brandon, that, that your passion and your vision, even if it was totally left field from Wild, still being a part because yeah. our heart here at Wild is just to add value to people, to leave a legacy and add value to people. So by adding value to people, or by meeting needs, you're adding value to people. By, yeah. by going out and helping the community, you're adding value to that community. And Absolutely. To what Brandon was saying, I I remember when that that storm happened myself. I was I was out on the other side um, of the county. I was cutting trees on the main roads for the, the ambulances to get through. Um, and at the point that I went out, it was still like you said, dark and power had went out. So I was waiting in between lightning flashes to cut from where my headlights couldn't see, but um, we were trying to go ahead of the ambulances, places we knew that the ambulances were trying to get to, and it was a mess. But yeah. like you said, I think, we, oh, go ahead. No, I was saying, I, I think I wound up being awake for like 48 hours straight. I think I was working straight for like 36 hours. I mean, it was mm -hmm. exhausting, but the only time that I was tired is after that 36 hours when I sat down and like 10 minutes I was out. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, so with that, how did you, um, how did you feel other than the tiredness? What were you feeling mentally and emotionally in that, in that downtime of kind of digressing after the event? I mean, <clears throat> after the initial of going out and, and serving and doing all of that, like I, I could see that there was so much more that needed to be done. Um, yeah, we got the roads clear, ambulances can go through, fire trucks can go through, but there was still so much that the community still needed um, just from, hey, everybody's fine, the house is fine, but I've got 30 oak trees down on my property that are keeping me from getting to my barn or keeping me from being able to feed my, my cattle or whatever the case may be. So there's just more needs and not trying to sound all holy and all this kind of stuff, but man, I just felt like there was more that I needed to do. Um, that's kind of been one of my struggles just growing up is like realizing like, Hey, you have done enough. You don't have to do everything. Um, uh, because that that's absolutely correct. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to overcommit yourself, um, to get burned out on everything. I mean, you've got to stop, take care of yourself, take care of your family, relax some. But, man, when I see people hurting, it's hard. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, 
we're sitting there. I'm like, all right, chief, what else do you need me to do? He's like, we're good. I'm like, no, <laughs> what else do you need me to do? Like, we good. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of speaks to your life in the EMS and on the fire department too. There's, there's at times, unfortunately, only so much you can do. And, yeah. And even you, when you hit, hit a physical peak, like after that call, uh, it's, it's crazy that you brought that up because recognizing your limits is huge. And that's the benefit of having a team around you. That's the reason I am so excited to see where Wild is growing and going. Because yeah. I realized I couldn't do it on my own. So I was like, who are people that I trust and I know that not only have my back because that is important, but I know will have other people's best interest at heart if I'm not present. Yeah. And so the the staff we have now, we chose each other. I, I want you guys to know I didn't choose them. We all chose each other. Yeah. A long time ago. And But that's how it's easy to call on them and say, hey, this is the heart and the vision. Would you want to buy into this? Yeah. And and I'm thankful that Brandon is, is one of those people that did. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else. So he hasn't told you guys this, but he is a, a master navigator. <laughs> he is incredible <laughs> with a map and compass, just incredible with um, direction, um, observation skills, stuff like that, and, and just recognizing the, the correct way to go. And I think um, – and Brandon, you may be able to attest to this a little bit, but I think it's because um, as a believer, you know you always have a an end goal in sight. Mm-hmm. And no matter what or how crazy it gets around you, you got to focus on that end goal. And I think um, I think that's not only helped us navigate through life, but it's also on a um, how do I say a carnal side, on a a worldly side with the navigation thing. I think that's something Brandon's good at saying, hey, there's our our goal. There's our checkpoint. And then he can quickly read and and dissect and decipher how to get there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of um, kind of what I've been learning here here lately is um, I got a few personal things that I'm kind of interested in that I've been studying. And um, part of that is just filling yourself with knowledge and like, that's kind of been one of the big difference between me and you is we'll have conversations about stuff and you're like, man, let's go. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. But <laughs> we need to do X, Y, Z first. Cause if not, ABC could occur when we're out there and that would be bad. And you're like, yeah, that's a good point. We'll <laughs> go do that really quick. And then let's go. I'm like, okay. So like I've always been wanting to kind of plan ahead a little bit, but I don't know. I'm kind of this in this oxymoron, if you want to call it, because like planning is very important in my life. And I always want to make sure that before I make a big decision that I have all the information and then I'll make the step into it. And then like plans never go the way that I thought they were. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one um, or if or if y'all experience it as well. But it's like, all right, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to make me a nice – I'm going to cook me a nice breakfast. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to read this this book on whatever topic to make me better, and then I'm going to go and start my day. And then instead of setting your alarm, you type it into your calculator, and you wake up late because your alarm never <laughs> went off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
and you're just like, oh no. And then it just throws everything off and then you're rushing. You're like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it just throws your whole day off. And it's like, today is trash because nothing went according to plan. Um, very frustrating when that happens. But for me, I don't know why. I thank God for this. Like, I don't stress about things. And, and I can't really explain it until you just really said um, what you said a few minutes ago. It's like knowing the end goal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the the things that I, I've been learning, the dude says, it's all about the process, not the reward at the end of it. So sometimes you can look at something as a failure because it didn't go as planned. But how did the process go? Was the process successful? Like, all right, man, I, um, I woke up late. Okay, well, that means that I can't do X, Y, Z. All right, let me jump right back in. All right, let me get a nice drive to the work. I'm not going to be rushing. Oh, man, I'm already late for work. Hey, boss, just letting you know I'm going to be late. Woke up late. I'm on my way. I'll be there shortly. All right, yeah, no problem. Now I'm not rushing to get there. Now I can take my time. I can stop and grab me something to eat so I'm not starving all day long. My boss already knows I'm late. He already knows what's happening. Hey, my GPS says I'm going to be there in about 30 minutes or so. He's got a time frame. That takes stress off of me to having to rush to get there. And my plans didn't go right, but let me have a good process for my day to continue moving on. Because I can't tell you how many times a plan has not Mm. gone right for me. It's like almost every single plan that I've made looks completely different. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. But uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to I was going to kind of take us down a trail with something you said, but go ahead and finish your thought. No, I'm pretty much there. Um, It's just, just like you said, like for me as a believer, I know my end goal is heaven. I know the process through my life is going to be muddy sometimes. And it's kind of like what I said earlier about that storm. It's like there can be absolute chaos around you, but what are you focused on? And like you said, as believers, we know the end goal. We know what scripture tells us. And we got to believe that. And for me, that helps me out a lot um, with my stress because, I mean, in my younger days, I've, I've done some stupid stuff and I've put God in some tight situations. <laughs> well, I think that I put God in tight situations. Um, and he's just always proven to be faithful. Even in the days when I was not being faithful to him, he was always faithful to me. And it's like, if we can think back on, all of our successes, if you're not a believer, think of when all of these times that were chaos, how many times did those ruin your life? How many times were you successful through those? Those moments when you couldn't find any way out and yet you still came through it on top? Maybe not as high up as you thought, but for those in Christ, how many times have we been like, Lord, you just need to find a way because I don't see any way. And he's like, cool, thanks for giving me the reins back. Now let me guide your life in the way that needs to go. So an example. Um, When I turned 20, I had an opportunity to move out uh, on my own with some friends. Um, They were a married couple, uh, really close friends of mine. And when I moved in with them, they were in a one-bedroom apartment. So I had a little pallet in the living room that I was living in for a couple of months. And one day I come home and they've been fighting and all that kind of stuff. And 
just was very uncomfortable in the situation that I was put in. So I was like, you know what? Let me just try to push the situation off to the side. I'm heading down to Georgia to see family tomorrow. So let me just survive this night and then I can figure something out. So I'm driving down the road the next day and I was like, hey, a buddy of mine has a house. I wonder if he has a spare room. I have no idea. So it's a guy that I uh, went to church with. So I called him up and said, hey, man, don't know your situation, but I want to run something by you. He's like, yeah, what's up? I said, I'm looking for a place trying to get out of where I'm at now and kind of explain the situation. I said, I don't know if you have a spare room, but if you do, do you think I could rent it for X amount of dollars? He goes, yeah, that's fine. I said, we'll pray about it first, see if it works. He goes, God laid on my heart two weeks ago that I needed to either give you this room or another one of my friends this room. And I've been praying about it for two weeks already. So yeah, that's fine. Come on. So <laughs> awesome. bef- yeah. So Dude. before I even knew that I needed a new place to live, God was already working on my behalf for a new place to live. So it's like, I, I, I got story after story after story like this. So it's like, mm. Hey, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to live anymore. I'm not going to have to worry about where gas money is going to come from because I know God's going to take care of me. If I don't have gas money to get there, God doesn't want me to be there. But if God wants me to be somewhere, he's going to provide a way for me to be there. So it's just think back on your life and every time that God has been faithful and it gives you so much power to look at the chaos in your life and you're like, God's got this. He's done it. When he did this for me, he did it again when he did this for me. And then again, when he did this for me. So it's like those tiny successes, those tiny accomplishments, those tiny victories that God's given us give you so much power to keep you focused on the end goal. And it just makes everything else seem so small. Dude, you're absolutely right. I have people tell me all the time that just the the journeys and the doors God has opened for me and then the the things I've been able to be a part of and experience that I should write a book. And I, I might one day write a yeah. book. I don't know. I mean, uh, I could write it for you from my point of view. <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll throw some excerpts in there and we'll just, we'll, uh, like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. That'd be cool. I, I, I'm going to put this plug out there for you because you're too humble to say it for yourself. But if anybody wants to see what it look, what God can do in your life, if you remain faithful to him, just look at Junior's life. Um, sit down and listen to, to that. <laughs> sit down and listen to Junior's story one day, and oh my goodness, dude! I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. There's just like you're saying, the doors that have been open for you, because you said, "God, here I am. Use me, however you want me." Man, very much. And you know that takes back to that. Um, it, see, he's working right now. It takes us back to that little thought that we had in the beginning of work hard for what you want. Yeah. Um, and scripture tells us God's already got everything planned out, but yeah, He wants us to be happy. And I, and I had it explained <laughs> to me this way one time, and and um, I had someone ask, "Do you think God wants you to be happy?" I was like, "This is a trick question or something." Like, no, <laughs> like genuinely answer the question. What do you think? And I was like, "Yes," and in, in some sense, and in some sense, I still think this is a trick question. And the guy's like, "Well, think <laughs> about this." You're a dad. How does it make you feel when your daughter walks in and brings you something that she painted or that she drew with her own hands? That makes you very proud. I'm like, yeah, 
that's a feeling like no other. He said, that's how God feels when you're happy about something. When he knows yeah. you're passionate about something and you like, God, th- thank you for this. This is awesome. And you get excited about it. You bless yeah. him. You, you can awesome. bless God. Just the way your daughter blesses you with that excitement of what she made, you can bless him by enjoying what, what he created, uh, what he's done for you. And I've just kept that in my brain and, and roll with that. So I'm like, all right, God, I'm giving you all my big dreams that are way too big that I think will never be achieved without you. And I'm going to get excited every step of the way. And I, I have. And that's exactly what we've been doing. And that's where Wild is growing today. Man, I could yeah. sit and – and we'll get into this, and we'll we'll tell about some doors that are opening up very soon, actually, for for Wild, and and some things nice. are going to start happening, and um, to to where we can start operating. We're not necessarily looking at being a business, like Brandon said. We want to be a service. Yeah. Um, but in the process of a service, you know, there's things on the back end like gear and and training and stuff like that that's got to be done. So, but we'll get into all the logistics about all that, but. Going back to work hard for what you want, I think about a few things Brandon said when he um, was – Brandon is a gauge. He is a great gauge. When when he says that he's like, hey, Junior, stop for a minute, think about it, he has done that. I, I mean, I remember one little snippet. We were hiking the AT. I talked about this in the past podcast, but he was like, hey, you got to stop, man. It's like, I know you're tired. I'm tired. You're just stubborn, so stop. Let me lead. <laughs> and so I had to let him lead and set the pace because I'm very hard-headed, and, and I was just wanting to get us done, but I wasn't thinking, hey, I'm exerting all my energy, all his energy. It's just not going to be good when we get to our checkpoint. So it was good having that gauge. So in the midst of working hard for what you want, know your limits, work within those limits, know your team around you, utilize that team, know your team's strengths and weaknesses, is, and, I mean, look at the military. The military is a great example of all of this. Yep. And um, and I know that's kind of, I know that's a little bit of Brandon's heart and some of our other staff members too. Is is we all love the military and thank you for all who are listening that serve. If you don't serve and have someone that does serve, from from our heart to yours, thank you so much for your service. We yes, absolutely. You. Thank you. Yeah, and and we admire your your platform, and then we. We love you and want to support you 100%. But bringing this back full circle, working hard for what you want, that's Brandon's where he's at today too. God's done some crazy things in his life. Yeah. And as as all of our listeners know, we're not going to like shove the Bible down your throat. That's not who we are. But we're also not going to shy away from sharing what God's done yeah. in our life because this podcast wouldn't be possible without it. So. Right. Um, it, like I said, we're not going to shove it down his throat, but you need to hear that any success story has a starting point, and our starting point just happens to be our time of conversion. So. Yeah. But um, but yeah, do you have any other thoughts, Brendan, or anything else you want to share? Um, I guess I'll, I'll leave one more thing. Uh, it popped into my mind while you're talking and, um, this is a little bit more specific for, um, our listeners that are believers in Christ. Um, cause there for a while, um, I struggled really bad on, on what, um, God wanted me to do. Um, and this is going to be a random little nugget. doesn't really tie into everything else that we were talking about per se, but, 
Um, because outside of the high, outside of high school, like I knew that God has given me three passions in my life. One was first responder disaster relief. One was teaching. And another one was North American missions. And I really struggled on which avenue to take because disaster relief, that was the fire department. Uh, teaching, that was going to be like some kind of youth ministry or a college ministry or something like that. And then the North American missions is like, well, how can I go out and serve as many people as I possibly can? Because that's my heart. And it was like three or four years that I didn't do anything because like I was really struggling with this, like, what do I need to do? And I heard a, uh, a preacher tell me this one time and it helped me out so much. He says, Brandon, you know, the Lord is a shepherd and we're his sheep, right? I'm like, yeah, I know this. I've been to Sunday school. It's cliche. Right, what's your point? <laughs> He's like, well, the shepherd leads the sheep to the fields that he wants them to eat. I'm like, yeah. And I just kind of looked at him. He's like, all right, you still don't get it. He goes, does the shepherd tell the sheep specifically where to eat? No. He says, that's right. As long as those sheep are in the field, they're in the shepherd's will. I said, mm-hmm. so you're telling me that as long as I am serving Christ and that I am making his name known and that I am loving people, I can do anything that I want to and be in the father's will. He's like, Yep. I said, so I haven't been waiting on God to tell me what to do. I've just not been doing anything. He's like, absolutely. I was like, okay, thank you. Because I know a lot of people struggle with not knowing what to do. And it's like, just love people. That's it. I mean, I I never went to law school, so I'm not qualified to judge anybody. Um, (laughs) So that's definitely not on my forte. Um, And I haven't walked your life in your shoes, so I can't have any insight into what you're doing right or wrong. All I'm supposed to do is just love you and let you know that Jesus loves you as well. And for all of our believers who don't listen, I hope you hear that. Just like Junior was saying, like, I'm not here to, to preach to you or shove the Bible down the throat or say, hey, you have to be a Christian in order to receive any of our services. No, that would be totally missing the mark. And that's not what we're about at all. But we love you and we just want to, to serve you in any way that we can in order for you to be successful in your life, um, so you to become a better leader, um, whether it's at a business or a friend group or just within your family. Uh, we're here for you no matter what. Um, we're just here to serve you. No, I support that. And that is good. And, you know, that when we talk about introducing ourselves and who we are, um, that that is a part of of Brandon's introduction is telling you who he is as a believer and um just like you guys have heard a little bit of my story in past podcasts about the same thing and so doing these introductions you'll you'll hear it um but rest assured if you come to our class if you're not a believer you're not going to be judged if you request a service you're not going to be judged we are, like you said, we're here to serve, we're here to love you, we're here to help you. And if you know us in person, my goodness, if you get a chance to hang out with us, please do, because you'll be like, these guys are cool. And I'm not shooting our horns. I just, we're laid back. We're chill. Brandon, 
and several others in my life have helped me chill down a whole lot. I used to be wild and rambunctious, but now I'm level-headed. I'm calm, slow to anger, like totally different person. I give first and foremost the glory to God for helping me in that and grow me in leadership, but the people around me too. And um, I, and I really, Brendan, I really do appreciate you being on this podcast, this introduction, because it's it's helping to to hear for the listeners to hear more of our heart and more of who we are as a family here at Wild and. Um, with that, what what made you want to to buy in and be a part of this? Um, I know we're we've talked a lot about the different things in here, but what made you want to be a part of of Wild and say, "Hey, yeah, I want to partner everything I have with that to grow it and help make it." You know? Yeah. So I mean, kind of like I said, it it matched with a lot of my passions. Um, so, I mean, Wild is still in the development stage overall, so there's a lot of avenues that we have not even explored yet. Um, there's still some lesson plans and some curriculum that we have not even written yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still a lot of work to do, and we're excited to have you all along for the journey just to hear the growth. I think five, ten years, it'll be really cool to go back and listen to these podcasts and be like, man, we had no idea where we were going to be at when we were talking about this stuff. But that aside, I mean, there's just so many avenues. Like when you came to me, I mean, just look at the name. Wilderness, anything outdoors. I absolutely love it. (laughs) Leadership, (laughs) wilderness integrated leadership. I mean, hello, I like teaching. Is that not leadership? Mm -hmm. Um I mean, there's a lot of different avenues to teaching and all that kind of stuff. But, man, I just really love teaching, whether it's um, helping out at the fire station with um, the rookies that are coming through. Um, Right now, the rookie that's underneath me, he's going through EMT school. So sitting down and helping him with that, man, just seeing him grow and his knowledge is just so fulfilling to me. And it's like, I have an opportunity to do that with more than just the people that come through the fire station. It's like this gives me an opportunity to share my knowledge with other people because, again, I don't want to be that stagnant pond. I need that information to be able to flow out because that's not for me. That's been given to me for other people. Um, but, dude, me and you work so good together. Like I don't think there's ever been anything that we have done that I have not just absolutely enjoyed doing it. Um, yeah, we butt heads at times, but – that's just that's two healthy. personalities. Absolutely. Because you see things that I don't see. And it may irritate me because it takes away from what I'm wanting to do. Again, my plan that never goes according to plan. But you're like, dude, you don't see that cliff that's right over there. Oh, you're right. That would be a much better cliff to rappel down versus this 20-footer over here that I've already got everything set up on. It's like, yeah, it can be frustrating, but dude, you just take it to a whole new level, and it's like, nice. But it's the personalities, it's the perspectives of different things. It's just, dude, just sitting down and dreaming about wild with you is just so energetic, and it gets me so excited because there's so many opportunities for me to get to serve people. And for me, that's truly where my satisfaction comes from in life is to serve people. If if I couldn't do firefighting anymore and serve the community, I'd find somewhere else where I could go serve. If I couldn't do that, I'd find somewhere else. It's like 
if you ever wanted to just kill my soul, take away my ability to serve, and somehow I'd find some way to serve people. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's my passion. Um, and Wild is just a corporation of all of my passions. And, like, my dream since high school of doing the storm relief, and now that's been, geez, dude, that's been um, going on 13 years since I graduated. So it's been a passion in my life for so long. And here's an opportunity for that to actually come true. Um, it, it's just so exciting. It's very easy to, like you say, just buy into it. Um, but, but that's kind of what you said earlier as well is like, you didn't go out and recruit people. It, it's almost like we all had a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. And you're like, Hey, let's see if these fit. And it's like, boom, perfect picture. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I, I think of you and a couple of our other staff members, just the, the times that I've spent with y'all individually or times that we've all spent together um, and just the stuff we dreamed about back then and just ideas we had, Hey, this would be cool if we could do that, this, that. And yeah. it's just that like-mindedness and everything. And, and, you know, just for the listeners right now, like you said, everything's in developmental stages. Um, there are some classes that will open up soon. Um, and, uh, but there's still a lot of classes and stuff that, and services that we still have to get nailed down. Um, and it's going to take time, but that's okay. Every business grows and they, they add stuff, they take stuff away. But right now our staff members are not paid. Anything that we're doing for, for, or through wild for the, the community, for the people, you guys listening, that money goes right back in the pot for a while. I, I yeah. don't want you guys to think we're trying to get rich overnight here, even with our social media. I mean, yeah, yeah the followers would be incredible on YouTube and Instagram because, yeah, it would help start funding some things. But we're if you look at our platforms, they're nothing special. We're not trying to – we're trying to gain followers more than we are the, the finances because even if, if we sit – in the woods with a notepad and explain to people everything we've learned and say, just write it down. We're still doing exactly what we're wanting to do as if we would have had a hundred people in a well-designed class. Yeah. Our, our goal is just to share knowledge and add value to people and serve people. So it, even if, if it never goes farther than it is right now, we can still do what our hearts are desiring to do because God's equipped us and, and set us up so well to just do that. I have people I mentor personally. I have people I, I go hike and hang out with, and I teach them stuff all the time. It's kind of like if off the record, if you would say, off the books, but somebody wants to know how to build a shelter, I'll teach them. I'm not a guru, but I do know a little bit about it. And, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. We're not trying to be better than anyone else either in any of our services. There's a ton of disaster relief stuff out there. There's a ton of wilderness certification training out there. There's thousands of these different avenues of everything, survival, bushcraft, and there are some incredible people out there. Go check them out. We just know that that is something we're passionate about, so we want to get in that, that circle too and say, hey, there are a lot of great people out there that do it, but we want to be one of those great people that also serve the community and do it as well. So yeah, that's, that's where we are. And another thing, just adding on to that, is 
there are just like you said, tons of people that do similar things all over the place. But for us, one of the, the reasons that we're deciding to do this is if you look around in our region, there's not much of this going on in our region. There may be some people nearby that do like YouTube videos and stuff like that, but it's like we're, we're in the Southern East state, Southeast states. This region mm-hmm. isn't really big for survival instructors. <coughs> I know we've looked at some classes and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I got to go all the way out into Wyoming or Utah or whatever in order to get some of these classes. And it's like, if we can bring that here, so it's more available for people. Not that we can do it any better than anybody else, but just bringing that availability down to this region. Um, it's just another passion of ours. I mean, yeah. And with that said too, I, I want you guys to also know that, that um, we're not just making up this stuff and saying, Hey, we're going to teach it. Anything that we teach or train or share knowledge on we have personally been through we've put in the hours we have put in the time the heartache the sweat the tears the long nights the you name it we have been through it so if we're teaching you how to improvise a a i don't know a splint or a tourniquet in the wilderness that's because we've we've been trained and done it and those kind of things if, yeah. if we teach you how to oh man I'm lost and my watch just died. Now all I got is a map and a compass and I got to get back to the trailhead. <laughs> We've got lost before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we have experience in these things. We're not just making up stuff that sounds cool. And and that's what I want you guys to hear about the leadership principles and the uh, – because we're, we're going we're gonna to come speak too. We want to be inspirational speakers, if that's how you say it. Um, we want to come share – our journeys with people and, and especially in the leadership world, business or school, whatever it may be. And we, we're going to use that platform to just say, Hey, look, I, I, you know, I think back to John Maxwell and I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag too much for him, but he'll tell you this. He, he, he always says it. in when he speaks on this, he says, I have four things to talk about. Three of them I can tell you on the stage. One of them you have to come find me off stage. And that's, that's his business model. But the one you find off stage is the only way the three on stage are successful, and that's kind of how we are. Hey, we want to we want to teach you how to bandage that that broken shin uh, in the wilderness if if somebody breaks in or fractures or whatever. But guess what? We're also gonna pray over that bad boy while we're out there. Yeah, you know, and and that's kind of the the route we're going. Again, we're not gonna throw it on you just know that that's who we are um but this has been an incredible incredible podcast and and really brandon i'd love to get back on here and just dissect some topics with you and until we get everyone else um available so right now just so you guys know our staff is spread all over the states we have some in las vegas we have some here we have some north georgia south georgia um you guys South are in South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, so yeah. we're all over the place right now. Um, and some of the, the other speakers that, that are great friends of mine, influential leaders and stuff like that, they're all over the states. So, But that's cool because Wild is designed to be a network. So if, if Brendan says, hey, Junior, I, I need help teaching this, blah, 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 here, 
all right, we're going to recruit and we're going to go to Brandon or vice versa. Um, but the benefit of technology too, we're going to incorporate some of that the best we can um, into it as well to help out. But yeah, so we're, we're, we're here to reach and serve all over. Please, please, please reach out to us. If you have questions, if you are struggling with anything, um, the last podcast we had, I mentioned that you are important, you are heard, and you are um, valued. We mean that. Like we are, we are not high pedestal people. We're just no. everyday <laughs> average people wanting to make a difference. So let us make a difference. Let us serve you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know I can be a little scatterbrained at times, and I've talked about a lot of different stuff, but you got questions about anything, shoot us some messages. Um, if there's something that you're dealing with in life um, that you just kind of want us to talk to us about or whatever the case can be, reach out to us and, and somebody will get back to you. Um, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, wherever you um, do your social media, um, ask questions. Um, if there's some topics that you want to want to hear us talk about, mm. throw those out there as well. Um, cause again, like we're here to serve y'all. And if you've got topics that you're interested in, we're here to serve you in those, even through the podcast. Um, so shoot us, shoot us those topics, shoot us those questions. Um, we'd love to hear from y'all and, and just see what's, what's going on in your life. And, um, like you're saying, we're approachable. We're not sitting up here on some pedestals looking down and saying, Hey, we're successful. And this is how you do it because you're not successful. And we are, it's like, no, we're average Joe's living day to day. paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Paycheck to paycheck. Um, some of us working two jobs. Some of us are going to school. Some of us are doing all kinds of stuff just like y'all are. So, um, yeah, reach out to us. We're here for y'all. Yeah, and if you look on our our Instagram and even our YouTube, I'm I'm actually I have YouTube pulled up here. Um, I was just gonna. I'm glad you kind of segued into that because um, kind of bringing this thing to a close. Yeah, please let us know. We have people. There's some things you can vote on on YouTube, and we have people voting for some how to do videos and some class and training. Um, nice. This can be um, anything that we offer currently or or are going to offer or something you say hey i've been looking for a class in this and i would love if you guys could help figure this out well maybe it's something that we can kind of build our resume go get trained in and then come back and train as well so we're not Absolutely. opposed to that kind of stuff do that um tell us what content you want to hear on the podcast if it's more how to do's if it's more guest speakers if it's more um, just direct topics or breaking a few things down. Send us that stuff in, and we want to hear from you. So we're going to take these YouTube votes, and I've had a few votes on Instagram as well. We're going to take all those into consideration and start building off of those. But moving forward, I thank y'all for just kind of being with me. I've been a little scatterbrained. I had um, someone call me out, and this is another thing, and Brandon knows this about myself, and Brandon's good about this as well. Um, when someone brings something to our attention, we don't take it lightly. We we respect it and and we honor that. So I've I have it has seemed I've been a little off my game in the past few podcasts. And 
I will admit I have been a little bit. I've been trying to get back in the groove because I started it, had a huge gap for a few years, and now I'm getting it back up and just want to make sure I'm serving the right content. But I feel today was incredible and great. And moving forward, we want to honor that and say, hey, I apologize. We have been a little scattered and off track, but here we are. We're going to start moving forward with some good topics um, and, and going from there. So, Brandon, if, do you have anything on closing? No, nah, man, I think you, uh, you're saying it pretty pretty good. Um, I just want to say thank you for letting me come on and, and speak, and I'm definitely excited for the next opportunity I have to come on and talk um, and spend time oh, with yeah. you. So, again, thank you, Junior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, there may be some podcasts in the future, too, because um, especially right now, I'm in, I'm in school. Like you said, I'm in school. I'm working. Um, I have a, a home and a child. Um, those kind of things. So uh, there may be times I might say, hey, man, topic's yours. This is what's requested or, hey, what's on your heart? And you, so you may just hear from Brandon one day. Who knows? We'll <laughs> go from there. Um, but, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for allowing us to share who we are and how we got there with you. Um, looking forward to bringing on some more people. Thank you, Brandon, for being a huge part of not only wild in this podcast, but my life as a as a cousin and a friend and a brother. And um, until next time, everybody, stay true, stay wild. You've been listening to Wild with JR. Join us next time for more insight and encouragement to help you live out your full leadership potential.